Hey guys, and welcome to Where the White Coats Come Off podcast. We are Beth and Katie, founders of Pre-PA Clinic, and we are so happy you are here. If you are pre-PA, then you are in the right place, and we are so excited to help you get accepted to PA school. One myth out there is that you have to be a perfect candidate to get accepted to PA school, and we are here to tell you it is simply not true. We have years of experience working at PA schools, reviewing CASPA applications, deciding who to interview, and deciding who to accept. And guess what? You can absolutely get accepted to PA school without perfect stats. And we are here to show you exactly how to apply to PA school the right way so you can get accepted. You have probably heard about our application to acceptance course, also known as A to A course, and have seen the testimonials from all the applicants that have been accepted because of this course. A to A is invaluable for showing you how to pick the right PA schools that value your strengths and are more willing to overlook weaknesses, creating your strongest application that stands out to programs so that they are really excited to interview you, deep diving into each and every part of your CASPA application to make sure you are highlighting yourself the right way, how to answer interview questions so you crush your interview, and so much more. We literally walk you through creating your strongest, most competitive application. So if you haven't joined A to A yet, definitely get in and let's put together your most outstanding PA school application. We are so excited to see you in the private A to A group and can't wait to hear which PA schools you land interviews at and where you decide to attend. And for the month of November, it is $100 off a huge discount. So don't miss that. Learn more in the episode notes. Now on to today's episode. So today I want to talk about clinical experience for PA school. So as you know, on your CASPA application, you can write little blurbs about all your clinical experience, whether it's healthcare experience or patient care experience, etc. And This is a great way to hone your skills and prepare yourself for the rigors of PA school. So there are a few things I wanna talk about when it comes to PCE or patient care experience or even HCE, healthcare experience. And the point of this is to prepare you for PA school. So it's not just a box that you wanna check, it's something that you actually want to make sure you do and you make sure that you're getting the full value out of your clinical experience, whether it's paid or non-paid, whether it's in this country, overseas, et cetera make sure that you are getting everything you need from that clinical experience. So in this podcast today, I want to talk about some ways to maximize every moment during your clinical experience so you are learning and preparing yourself for PA school. Okay, the first thing is you need to approach every day of work as a chance to learn, right? Think of it as a learning adventure. And we know that sometimes like your alarm rings and oh, I don't really want to go to work today or I worked really late last night. I don't really want to go back to the office, but really just think about becoming a PA, right? This is all about your future becoming a PA. So whether now you're a CNA or an MA or a scribe, etc., approach each clinical day as a way to learn, as a way, way to learn something that is going to help you become a PA or help you when you are a PA. So embrace the unknown. Ask as many questions as possible. Soak up every experience because you'll be surprised how much you unknowingly learn when you work with patients. So a lot of times people think, oh, I'm not learning. I'm just doing the same thing every day. But then you have to think about, well, when you started your MRA job, you had no idea what a normal blood pressure is. But now you know what a blood pressure that is abnormal is. Or maybe now you know that "Mm, if they say chest pain, I need to get an EKG and call the provider right away, right? That's something that you've learned on the job. Maybe you've learned how to scribe. Maybe you've learned how to do Foley catheters. You've learned so many things on the job that you don't even realize you learn until you look back on where you started from. Maybe you didn't even know how to put your stethoscope in correctly the first time. And then now you can put it in 
right every single time. It's these little things that we don't really realize how much we learn until we look back on, hey, our first day of work, we were so clueless. We didn't even know what EHR stood for, and now we're documenting in it. So you'll be surprised how much you learn working with patients. So embrace the learning environment. Another thing to remember about your um, clinical experience is that shadowing, especially shadowing PAs, is really, really essential. Not only because a lot of programs do have a minimum number, but shadowing PAs really help you gain a deeper knowledge of the profession and the PA's scope of practice. The challenges that come with being a PA, the responsibilities of being a PA, understanding how PAs interact with patients, understanding the decision-making process, right? The, the critical thinking that is needed in a medical environment is really crucial because you know, a lot of medicine is gray. You've probably heard 80% of medicine is gray, right? So yes, this is the number one drug for this problem, but it's too expensive. Or, but the patient is pregnant, but the patient is allergic, but the patient doesn't have a good enough kidney function for it, et cetera, et cetera. So it's not always the right answer, right? So sometimes we have to, well, all the time, we have to look at our patients holistically and say, hey, this would be the correct one except for this. So what are we going to do now? Right? So really kind of understanding that decision-making process and why it makes medicine hard and the art of balancing empathy and clinical practice as is something that you could also really, really gain insight when you're shadowing. So shadowing PAs is really essential. It really just helps you understand so much about the role. And it also really keeps you excited about becoming a PA as well. So it keeps your enthusiasm high because uh, PAs out there, they're really, really amazing and they're doing amazing things. So when you shadow and you see them doing that, it can really keep your enthusiasm for the profession and your future high. All right, building patient rapport. So a lot of people write about this in their personal statement and it's so, so important. And learning how to build this and how to build connections with patients in a medical setting is really crucial because you might only have 10 or 15 minutes to see this patient, but you're going to be giving them something and they have to believe you. They have to trust in you enough to take this medication, maybe even pay a lot of money for it. Um, so you want to make sure that you're pay- that you really build this trust with your patients because a lot of times... If patients don't feel like they can trust you, then they're not going to tell you the whole truth, right? And if you don't have the whole truth, how are you supposed to make an accurate diagnosis? So it can be kind of a catch-22. They have to trust you enough to tell you the truth, and they also have to trust you enough to do what you say, right? To be in compliance. So make sure you take the time to listen, to, to empathize, to understand their stories and concerns, to get all that background, to ask them if they have any questions. Because building strong patient relationships is the heart of quality healthcare, and it's really an essential skill as a future PA. So if you can work on that skill in your patient care job and while working in healthcare that can really help you become an amazing PA. Teamwork, right? So you hear a lot about collaboration, the collaborative role, the collaborative nature of PAs, and this is so true. So master the art of teamwork. Now listen, medical teams are huge, right? There's nurses, there's physicians, there's respiratory therapists, there's scribes, there's CNAs, there's patient care techs, EKG techs. I mean, I could go on forever, right? There are so many different people. And you know, you don't have to like everybody you work with. Most people don't, right? Um, You might even dislike some of the people you work with, right? But you have to be able to work with them on a team. So just because you have different views or different background or different thoughts than someone else doesn't mean that you don't have to work with them. Right? Everybody comes from different backgrounds. Everybody has different beliefs, um, different religions, different thoughts on the world. And you still have to be able to work together with a huge, diverse range of people. So just because someone doesn't look like you or talk like you or think like you or have the same values as you doesn't mean that you're not going to be working with them. So you don't always have to love everybody you work with, but you do have to respect them. Right? You do have to work with them in a com- 
professional capacity. So embrace the power of teamwork, right? This is how we deliver exceptional patient care. And you have to remember, it's not about you and your likes and your wants and your needs, right? If you're a healthcare provider, it's about your patients. So you need to be able to get along with everybody. You need to be able to work well in a team. You need to be able to show respect to everybody and uh, in order to really provide the best care for your patients. So teamwork, learn about how to get along with people, learn about what the different roles are of the different healthcare professions in a team and how, of course, PA fits to that as well. Another thing you really want to make sure you hone during your clinical experience are any procedural skills that you have. So gain as much hands-on experience as possible with procedures, right? Under, obviously, proper supervision, but from things like administering injections, taking vitals, um, removing sutures, doing UAs, uh, doing flu, strep, COVID swabs, etc. Any kind of procedural skill that you can learn is really going to help you in PA school. Because again, the more you know before you start, the easier it's going to be for you, right? So if you already know how to do a flu and or strep swab or something like that, that's one less thing you have to learn in PA school because you already know it. And you can even help some of your fellow classmates learn it. So really honing in your procedural skills, using that kind of hand-eye coordination, kind of understanding that it's going to be really, really important for PA school. And the last thing I want to talk about for PA school is documentation, right? And this is not the like most sexy part of medicine, right? This is kind of the boring part. A lot of people don't like to document, but it's necessary. You have to document. If you want to get paid, you have to document. If you want patients to get their right medications, you have to document. If you want insurances to prove things for patients, you have to document. So documentation is a huge part of healthcare in today's world. So develop the art of note-taking and proper documentation. You need to record patient encounters. How do you record diagnoses? How do you record treatment plans? how to use medical terminology, all these things are going to really, really help enhance your journey as a PA in PA school. So your clinical expertise or your clinical experience before PA school as a pre-PA student is really, really important. And it's not just so you can get hours, you can apply to PA school. All these things we talked about today are things that you need to think about when you go to your job or your volunteer opportunity or you're shadowing wherever it is you're going next and really really try and make it work for you right if you're going to have to be there anyways and you're gaining these hours then make sure that you're getting the most out of these hours right make sure you are learning the most you can to help you for your future so we hope you enjoyed this episode of where the white coats come off if you're loving this podcast please leave us a review wherever you listen to our podcast and please share this with other pre-pas and pa students who might need it we really appreciate it thanks for listening to another episode of where the white coats come off we'll check you next time thank you so much for listening to where the white coats come off we are so happy to connect with you and share our passion of the pa profession don't forget to go to the show notes and join our super fun pacers membership so you can start making your caspa application more competitive today with virtual shadowing hours, coaching sessions with us, and so much more. Also in the show notes, we have a free download, an Excel PA School Record Keeper that mimics CASPA format, meaning you keep all of your shadowing hours, patient care experiences, volunteer information, awards you have received, leadership roles, and the loads of other information you need to apply to PA School in one place. So you can copy-paste into CASPA when you go to apply. Get it in the show notes. Have a great day, and we will see you at the next episode. Keep up the awesome work.